0: How long until they call Bishop Athanasius Schneider a schismatic? I've been doing coverage of the crisis in the church for long enough now that an evolution of sorts has been visible in the attitude or approach of Bishop Athanasius Schneider of Astania, Kazakhstan, towards the papacy and even the post-conciliar era. In his recent book, Christus Vincit, Christ's Triumph Over the Darkness of the Age, Schneider outlines the issues of the day and does what few, if any prelates have done since the Second Vatican Council. He admits that the Council is at least part of the problem, and even has positive things to say about the SSPX and their position. Now, this is not a book review. Rather, this is going to be an argument that Bishop Schneider has given us permission to say what we've been saying for a long time anyway, which is that the problems we see before us today are nothing new, and the situation today was made possible by virtually every Pope since the Council and that because of this, they're going to call him a schismatic. His position is a bitter pill to swallow for many Catholics, but Bishop Schneider admits it it himself now, and for that reason, I expect he'll get labeled a schismatic for his troubles. So be it. The underlying principle that Bishop Schneider operates by is one that is instructive for everyone trying to keep and preserve the faith. From his book, that principle is as follows. God is more important, and eternity is more important, than the creature and the temporal realities, just as the soul is in itself more important than the body, for the soul is immortal. This stands in stark opposition to the values of today as we hear them from the authorities in the Vatican, which are focused on social justice and materialism with little mention given to the state of the soul and of the salvation of non-Christian peoples. God is more important and the salvation of souls is more important than anything else. Yet we hear so little about it that instead we hear homilies about immigration and we see the U.S. bishops meeting to talk about curtailing the Second Amendment and a demand from them for more political homilies, not fewer. This is the modernism that we talk about so much, which takes our eyes off the supernatural and the questions of the four last things and replaces it with a false gospel of secularism. Bishop Schneider says the following of this problem. To paraphrase him, since the Second Vatican Council, the Church in her life has yielded in large measure to the influence of secularism and naturalism. In this sense, there has certainly, there is currently taking place an eclipse of the primacy of God, of eternity, the primacy of grace, of prayer, of sacredness, and of adoration. And I have to ask, where is the lie? But don't tell this to the establishment and the grifters who made it their business to keep the sham going. They will call him a schismatic because of what he says in his book about the Council and about Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, the founder of the SSPX. Quoting the article from Life site on this quote, When he was 15 years of age, he started to read some texts written by Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, the founder of the Society of St. Pius X, but he experienced a dilemma. His own veneration for the reigning pope was in conflict with the insights of Lefebvre that he found substantially right. Since he at the time did not read the texts of the 1962-1965 to 1965 Council directly, but rather commentaries by conservative authors presenting them, he had at first no concern or suspicion that there might be problems with the text of the Council. At the time, he practiced a total infallibilization of the Council. Now Bishop Schneider sees that this conclusion was wrong. He says, Nowadays I realize that I turned off my reason. However, such an attitude is not healthy and contradicts the tradition of the church, as we observe in the Fathers, the Doctors, and the great theologians of the church over the course of 2,000 years. End quote. But it's not only Lefebvre, but the entire issue of the SSPX itself, including the relationship with Rome that Schneider is critical of, but not the SSPX itself, but the attitude of Rome towards the society. The arguments of the SSPX about the council need to be taken seriously, he says especially on issues like ecumenism, religious freedom, collegiality, and the worldly turn of the church since the council. It is that latter that he is explicit about, saying that the current pontificate is the embodiment of the spirit of the council. These are astonishing words to hear coming from a bishop of the church whose status with Rome is not called into question. What makes that even more astonishing is his belief that the way Rome has treated the SSPX is wrong, based not on moral or theological authority, but on brute authority itself instead. When any of us says something like that, we get called schismatics with Lefevrean tendencies, despite the fact that Cardinal Ratzinger himself said the SSPX are not in schism, and that the disputes with the society are more akin to an internal family feud than anything else. But disregard that for a moment, because it is statements like these of Schneider's that will get him labeled as schismatic. But the question that it never occurs to the modernists to ask themselves is whether that they themselves are the ones in schism with the Church. They should ask themselves that question because they may not like the answer they get. Schneider drives the point home on this, one that I've struggled to put words to in the past. He says that we see such resistance to criticizing the Second Vatican Council, which was not infallible and explicitly said it was not binding on the faithful. We see such resistance to criticizing it because if we were to admit that there were at least some ruptures from the past present in the Council, Then the entire culture of blind obedience to the innovations and errors promoted by the recent pontiffs would end. That ultramontanism would end. And that ultramontanism has been the rule of the day. Just look at those who say that Francis can do no wrong. That he was elected by the Holy Spirit directly. That he is a luminous pope. All that nonsense. None of which is true. Yet we hear it all the time from those who would follow him all the way to pinching incense to the statue of Moloch That has been placed outside the Colosseum in Rome, which is itself a historic landmark that is owned by the Vatican, because it is a site where so many Christians were martyred in the ancient past of the Church. If anything is an honest symbol of where the logic of false ecumenism leads, it is the placing of that statue in the Colosseum, where sacred scripture tells us all the gods of the Gentiles are devils, and the council and the pontiffs of the post conciliar era have all erroneously made friends with the false religions of the world. And no, I'm not implying that Pope Francis has. Gone to the Statue of Moloch and Pinchon sentence to it. Nothing is more evident, though, of that than the recent Abu Dhabi statement by the Pope, by the high ranking Imam, a statement which declares that God wills the diversity of religions, which is false, and that statement appears to have been Schneider's breaking point, as prior to that there had been a standard, recognize and resist figure in his personage in the contemporary church. Something happened that led to him taking a more forceful stand than, frankly, any other bishop or any of the cardinals of the church today. And this situation seems to have caused him to be more honest about the Second Vatican Council. Another quote is instructed from him here. Vatican II did not bring real pastoral progress in the life of the church. After the council, a disaster occurred at almost every level of the church's life. The plan and intentions of the council were primarily pastoral. Yet, despite its pastoral aim, there followed disastrous consequences that we still see today. The council had many beautiful and valuable texts, but the negative consequences and the abuses committed in the name of the council were so strong that they overshadowed the positive elements which are there. Among these beautiful ideas that he talks about from the council, he cites the concept of the universal call to holiness and the home as the domestic church, concepts which the church taught well before the council, but were given renewed focus in that period. But the charge of schism against Schneider will come from a second source. In addition to his positive statements about the SSPX, they will call him a schismatic because he explicitly rejects the hermeneutic of continuity, which is the concept that the council and its texts can be faithfully interpreted in the light of tradition, that it is possible for the conciliar documents and the council itself to be seen and treated as a faithful continuity of the timeless teachings of the church. That is a nuclear bomb of a statement if there ever was one, but the only people who said things like that are the angry rad trads we discussed yesterday. Quoting that site article again, In studying some problematic affirmations of the Council, the Kazakh bishop rejects the thematic principle of the hermeneutic of continuity, which cannot be used blindly in order to eliminate unquestioningly any evidently existing problems. He further comments on this principle and its application, saying that it would transmit artificially and unconvincingly the message that every word of the Second Vatican Council is infallible and in perfect doctrinal continuity the previous magisterium. Such a method, Schneider explains, would violate reason, evidence, and honesty and would not do honor to the Church. Sooner or later, maybe after a hundred years, the truth will be stated as it really is. End quote. And that is why they'll call him a schismatic. Mark my words. It is coming, and I don't mean the morons in the modernist media that will, that calls itself Catholic either. I mean prelates in authority to make who have the, posi- the power to make his life miserable. There is an excerpt from his book that is worth reading directly. It regards hope, and I'm going to quote him verbatim because so many people are in the depths of the despair about the state of the church, about Francis and his role in the auto demolition of the church. So instead, here's something to be hopeful about. I'll leave you with that. There are signs of hope, especially now with the stirrings of at least a handful of the bishops willing to acknowledge that there is a major problem in the Church, and that at least a few of them recognize that our steadfast adherence to the faith at the cost of earthly respect is the proper course to take. So take that as a sign of hope, and pray for the Bishop Schneider. And please, consider rather strongly joining in any of these prayer campaigns that are going on right now for acts of penance and reparation for what we saw at the Amazon Synod. Pray for Aunt Bishop Schneider because we need more bishops like him. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.